Kenny Yates with Grey County Blues from his third album, Quiet Talkers, the follow-up to his very well-received 2016 album, Huntsville, which picked up Canadian Folk Music Awards for both Songwriter of the Year and New Artist of the Year. Now, according to Ken, Quiet Talkers is his most personal album to date, sharing the thoughts of the self-described quietest person in the room which might suggest it's the perfect release for these self-isolating COVID times when we're all spending most of our time at home. To learn more about the new project, we're pleased to welcome Ken Yates to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to be able to talk to you today. 
Thanks for having me, Jan. Good to be here. Yeah. So the new album is out. As I mentioned during the introduction, we are in this rather strange period of time, COVID times, I think we're, we're now all calling it. But when I read about the album and listen to the album, it sounds like this isn't so uncomfortable for you. Is is that is that the real Ken Yates? I mean, I suppose, I, I, yeah, I, I suppose it's uh, not super different, I guess, from from my previous life before COVID, except that I'm not able to tour. I was working from home a lot anyways and writing from home a lot anyways. So parts of that are similar, but it was still uh, still a real adjustment for me. It was just strange. It was. It took a few weeks for me to kind of get comfortable with with the whole situation of, of one, my own, you know, the future of my own career, and then just the future of the world. But you know, after a few weeks, you kind of settle into a new routine, and now this is the new normal. And and who knows how long we'll uh, be living like this? But it's it's strange, you know. Like it's at the point now where you almost are just used to it. So. It's it's a strange feeling. Well, I, I was wondering how it felt because with the album, I mean, you recorded the album what towards the end of 2019, is that right? Yeah, that's right. We finished it in the spring of 2019. Oh, in the spring, and then but then you kind of planned this launch, right? Because I know you had touring this spring, and then you were going to release the album in May. Yeah, this... it was a long, uh, long release process. Yeah, that we. I kind of took my time figuring out how to release it and obviously had no idea that a pandemic would hit right in the middle of it, but yeah. So that must've shook everything up, but I think you came to, you kept to the same schedule. You didn't vary things. I know that I think you started releasing singles from um, January up until the, the May release date for the full album, but must've made it a bit uncomfortable knowing that, you know, all of your best laid plans had suddenly been thrown into disarray. It was definitely uncomfortable. Part of me was was happy that that I had music still to release during this because I think I would have been a lot more stressed if I was still in the middle of making the record or or not, you know, still in between albums, I think would be even worse because uh, you just have nothing new to put out into the world, which is now you know, all I can do is, is put out music without touring. So in a way, it was it was nice to have a new album to, to put out. And um, a week before we put out the fourth single, which is Surviving is Easy, you know, it, the world went on lockdown. It was just lucky that that song in particular kind of applied to the state of the world. And so I just felt like it, we should just go ahead and and release it anyways. I did consider pushing it back, but I thought, well, if there's any time to release a song like this, it might as well be now. So this album is a an inward-looking album, you know, as compared to Huntsville, which I think was more about, you know, life on the road and, you know, your life in the in the wider sphere of things. Tell us a little bit about why you wanted to to move in this direction and is that just a reflection on the songs that you had collected to put on it? Yeah, I mean, honestly, it wasn't a conscious choice. I think Huntsville was, I was touring nonstop and and subconsciously was just writing a lot about being on the road. And then then I finished the album and you kind of realize like, oh, all these songs are about kind of this whole collective experience. And the same thing happened with Quiet Talkers, which was not really intentionally writing songs that are a bit more personal, 
personal or a bit more inward looking. And then once I finished the album and and kind of started piecing the tracks together, you kind of it's kind of a weird look into your subconscious. You kind of go like, oh, these all kind of relate to one one thought, one stream of thought. And uh, it's always always a weird thing coming out of making an album because it's not an intentional thing when when you start writing. You're just kind of writing what you think is interesting to you. And then once you take a step back, you realize some of the things that you relate to personally that you go, oh, this is actually about me. <laughs> well, it's interesting because, you know, as, as again, with the, the COVID times thing, in some ways, you know, listening to these songs and, you know, preparing for this interview, it's actually, it actually feels kind of comforting to, you know, we're going to, you know, touch on some of the themes in them in a, in a few moments, but it actually feels kind of comforting to have an album like this at this time. It's funny because a lot of, a lot of the album reviews that have been coming out are, are talking about how dark the album is. And it's definitely, it's definitely dark, but I actually think it's one of my more positive albums in terms of outlook, like generally um, I'm talking about a lot of dark themes, but I find the songs themselves, the messages in the songs are actually quite a bit more positive than some of my uh, previous work. So we started off with Grey County Blues. That song sounds like it's it's written about being back in Grey County. Is that is that what that one's about? I actually just had the title for that song. I, I just love the title Grey County Blues. I spent a lot of time in Grey County. But the song itself is is just kind of about procrastinating, being in a state of procrastination, repeating the same things over and over and expecting different results and time passing by and, you know, nothing is changing and coming to that realization at a certain point in my life, that's kind of what I was going through, just kind of trying the same things over and over and, and expecting different results every time. And then you realize a few years have gone by and you take a step back and you go, oh, wow. I need to uh, change my approach here. So does that mean that you're fairly self-critical then? As a songwriter, yes. Yeah. I, I would say most songwriters are pretty self-critical, but yeah, yeah it's, that's that's definitely a factor. Yeah. There's quite a, a bit of reflection on, you know, on life from an introverted point of view here, you know, focusing inwardly, as we mentioned before. And I just wondered whether the fact that of quite a few of the songs on this album tend to have that theme uh, whether the songs that you're writing are a way of of you processing, you know, different things that you are reflecting on yourself. I think they are because, you know, most of my closest friends would would consider, you, you know, would would consider me pretty well adjusted and a pretty, pretty happy guy. And uh, and so I do think a lot of the inner feelings come out in the songs, whether I know it or not, realizing that. It's it's a it's a piece of your mind that you're putting into something after the fact is is also therapeutic in its own right. So, what period of time did you take to collect the songs for this album? You know, four out four years between the 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 last two albums, and are these the songs that you've just been collecting since Huntsville? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's been been about a three year process, which I, I didn't want it to be that long, but just to you know, that's just kind of how it worked out with, with touring a lot. And, uh, you know, if I, if I could have put out an album earlier, I probably would have, but in a way I'm, I'm glad that didn't work out because I wouldn't have had a lot of these songs and, you know, hopefully it doesn't take me that long next time, but, but yeah, it was about a three year period. So can we talk a little bit about your songwriting style? You know, one of the things I love 
is the your lyrics are really are easy to connect to. You know, somebody you know said that you know your fairly direct way of writing. You know, you write what you feel, which is obviously very important from a songwriter's point of view. But can you talk a little bit about how you go about writing a a song like Gray County Blues? I mean, you mentioned that. The title came from Gray County, you know, whether that's, you know, when you're up touring up there, some folk, that sort of thing. Tell us a little bit about how you built a song like that. Yeah, that song in particular, I think the the time it took me to write, it was the longest I've ever taken to write a song. That song I, I had the melody for on the guitar part, and I, I just loved that melody. And I think I wrote two or three versions of that song before I wrote one that I was happy with. I totally rewrote, rewrote the lyrics three times, I think, before I had something I liked. And I, I tend to spend a lot of time on the lyrics until I'm happy with them. So it's usually, you know, I usually have the uh, the guitar part and the melody and then just spend weeks to months working on the lyrics bit by bit. So I rarely will ever sit down and just write all of the lyrics in one sitting. It's usually over a period of time writing one line then you know sitting down a few days later writing another line so it's a it's an excruciating process but <laughs> that's that's my process well you know that i think that the the songs come through is really well crafted and you know and again you've been recognized as a songwriter by the canadian folk music awards which you know must have been a huge thrill for you it's like yes you know i clearly have something here but it really comes through in your writing now you know we mentioned you know this album is an inward-looking album. You you said that there's probably more of you in here than you realized, although it's not necessarily how you present to the world. But, you know, we're in these strange times, you know, the coronavirus pandemic. It's now, I don't know, is it month three? I've lost track of how long we've been living in isolation. More and more, there's been a discussion about the impact that this time has on people's mental health. And I know my own has been, I find I'm all over the map mentally these days. I mean, some days I feel great and some days, you know, it's I'm, you know, consumed with the what ifs of what's going to happen in the future. So again, that's another one of the reasons why I think this album really connects. But because it speaks to, to mental health, there are, there are quite a few songs on the album that really touch on different aspects of mental health such that actually it was hard to pick what to play next. But I'd like to play Safe From Yourself because this song, I think, really speaks to how hard it can be, you know, for two people, you know, self-isolating and dealing with, you know, the, the interpersonal challenges they already have in this situation where, they're, they're, where they can go is fairly limited. Can you talk a little bit about this one? I think that's probably the one of the more personal songs I've ever written to the point where I was almost afraid to put it on the album. The themes on that song are pretty dark and uh, definitely very, very serious. And so I was really attached to it personally. So I thought it wouldn't be fair to leave it off the record. So I put it, you know, kind of put it at the back of the record. I think it's track eight and hope maybe some people would find it and relate to it. And actually since the album's been out, it's been out a couple of weeks now. And um, that song people have, have found and, and connected with. And a lot of people are telling me it's their favorite song. So that makes me feel really good. Just, just knowing that people are, are connecting with it the way I did. Cause there's almost like a, a seventies singer songwriter bedsit type feel to a song like this, you know, that, you know, the, 
you know, the really getting down to the nuts and bolts of the, the relationship and, and trying to understand your partner. I mean, it really does come through. Yeah, it's 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 trying to tackle the challenges of, of how to help somebody who is dealing with mental illness. And, you know, like it, it's not that's not a problem you can solve, you know, in a day or a week or a month. You know, it, it, it's a it's a problem that takes time to solve. And as a partner trying to just figure out what you can do, which I think some of the best, the best thing you can do is just be there, you know, be present, be supportive. You you know, you're not going to be, you're maybe not going to be the the person who, who fixes the problem, but you can be the person who helps eventually, you know, uh, help somebody cope with, with, with a, with a mental health issue. So yeah, it's a, it's a, in terms of production, it's, we, we kind of were afraid to put, too much on that song because you didn't you didn't even really want to want to touch it you didn't want to go there so we just thought we'd keep it pretty simple and plaintive and and uh and it's nice to see that people are connecting with it let's listen to that just now this is ken yates with safe from yourself from his wonderful new album quiet talkers you're listening to folk roots radio and i'm jan hall I'm tired as hell You never handled the crowds all that well And I didn't mind I was tired of them myself You don't have to shout In this one bedroom house Do you really talk to your mother with that mouth? I'd say get some sleep But I know that ain't gonna help So I'll keep you safe I'll keep you safe from yourself I'll keep you safe I'll keep you safe from yourself all night you kick and you scream and you call me things that you don't really mean there's a part of me the things that might be the truth i know the days are hard the nights they are too and you wish you could find some escape from you but when the days are good I wouldn't be anywhere else So I'll keep you safe I'll keep you safe from yourself I'll keep you safe I'll keep you safe from yourself Well, I don't know If I'll ever understand But if you need someone to listen to you I'll be your man I'll keep you safe I'll keep you safe from yourself
just don't know if I'll ever understand But if you need someone to talk to, I will do the best I can I'll keep you safe, I'll keep you safe from yourself I'll keep you safe, I'll keep you safe from yourself That's Ken Yates with Safe From Yourself from his new album, Quiet Talkers. Ken's our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're still in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic and we should all say no, but it's still going on, unfortunately. Ken is in Toronto. We are in Leamington meeting via Zoom, which seems to be the way that people not only meet these days, but they also perform these days as well, uh, a way of remaining connected in the world. Let's talk about the making of the album. You worked with Jim Bryson again on this one. Uh, He worked with you on Huntsville, which, as we know, was very successful. It still has wonderful feel to it. I I read that you wanted something that, you know, that allowed Jim a little bit more flexibility to to do what he does. He is a wonderful producer as well as a, uh, a musician. But I was just curious because, to me, it's still, what I love about this album is the fact that the way it gets to speak, you know, there's there's a lot of space on it. You know, because you are a lyrical songwriter, you write great lyrics, uh, it really gives you a chance to to catch everything. I mean, that's one of the wonderful things about it. You you know, you get drawn into the song. Is that one of the things you love about working with Jim? Yeah, it is. And I think it's because Jim is a great songwriter in his own right. And so I think he understands that. Jim always says his favorite button is the mute button. So I'm comfortable with him kind of adding whatever he wants and then and then we can just decide to take it out if if it doesn't fit or if it's getting too busy. But in general, you know, the parts he comes up with are the parts that that stay and it's all a very simple process. We 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 recorded drums and bass and guitars all in one room and and then he kind of took it to his his home studio in Stittsville and added some, you know, some more guitars and some piano and and synth stuff and i yeah i just i really love love the way he he goes about a song and in in his own playing he doesn't give himself enough credit as a guitar player but i find just the parts he comes up with they just have so much space to breathe and i think that just works really well with my songwriting style yeah i know it certainly does i can you know i mean as you mentioned jim is a is a you know is a, is a great producer. You know one of the things is interesting is also you know I mean he has not been shy in the past about talking about his own challenges with mental health, and I just wonder whether that came through when he was started to work with you know the songs on this album with you. Jim is definitely um, very open about his his own challenges, and so I think I think he just comes at these songs the way he uh, comes at his own songs. You know, we didn't we didn't talk too much about that. Like I said, I almost realized a lot of those themes after the fact. So, you know, when we're working together, we're mostly just kind of digging into into the production stuff and the arrangement stuff. But then after the fact, you kind of 
go like, oh, wow, there's there's definitely some similar themes in here that we we never really discussed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, I had a wonderful interview with Jim a few years ago where we, you know, talked about his challenges with depression and, and, you know, and facing it up. And I think, you know, perhaps again, that's one of, maybe it's one of the positive things that comes out of the current times is an acknowledgement that, you know, we're all affected. We all can be affected by uh, mental health challenges with extra pressures and, you know, and life, you know, by its very nature you know, trying to make sure that you, you know, you can keep a, a roof over your head and everything else. I mean, all of those challenges, making sure the kids uh, are getting the education and the attention that they need, uh, all of those things can add up. So I, I think it's, you know, to me, I, it comes across as as really positive that, you know, you have put so many songs like this on the album. And I think that, you know, I, I'm encouraged by the fact that you say that, you know, you've been re- getting a really good response from people about the album. Yeah, no, it's it's been really great so far. And like you said, I think people, they're all in isolation and, and looking for, for new music to connect to. And I think I think in a in a strange way, like this has been, at least for me, it's been a, a positive experience with connecting with other people, you know, because I generally, you know, am not much of a phone person. Like I don't pick up the phone and call people very often. But lately I find that I've been doing that now uh, or the Zoom calls, the video chats. And I'm kind of realizing I should have been doing this all along with people, with my friends, you know, like I'll go months without seeing people and not talking to them on the phone, just emailing or texting. And now I'm sort of realizing the value in, in connecting with other people. And I think other people are, are wanting that connection as well. So I think, yeah, it's, it's in a strange way, it's brought me closer to some of my friends and some of my family. So, so I think there will be some good things that come out of all of this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, we certainly hope that that will definitely be the case. I want to go back to the album and play another song. Now, we're going to play Evangeline, which, as I understand it, this was one of the songs that may not have gone on to this album. Uh, it was one of the last songs you decided to put on? That's right, yeah. So we, we recorded 14 songs. I knew I wanted to narrow it down to 12. This one was basically left off until the very last second. And uh, and again, similar to Save From Yourself, those two songs, I... I I juggled with and uh, decided to put them both on the back of the album and just see what happens. <laughs> so Evangeline, tell us a little bit more about this song. I mean, it, it's, I, I love the, the way you started off Evangeline, quiet dreamer of the movie screen, hit the town yeah. and we'll go cause a scene. I, you know, your lyrics are very wonderful to read. I got to say, maybe that's a plug for the people who buy the vinyl version of this album <laughs> they can enjoy the reading all the lyrics but tell us a little bit about when you came up with the the story behind this song yeah this is a it's a pretty positive song consider all things considered with the rest of the record uh which is why i'm glad it's on there it's sort of just a, an inspirational love letter to to somebody just to uh to tell them like you know don't worry about what anybody else says just do your thing and and don't apologize for it and um that's not, it's actually quite different from what I would normally write about. So I think a part of me felt like it was almost, the idea was almost too simple. And I, I wrote that song pretty quickly, but I started playing it live and a lot of people uh, were connecting with it. So that's why I thought maybe, you know, maybe it, it would be better served to be, to be on the album. And that seems to be, I think the most popular 
track so far. So yeah, it's a, I, I'm not a good judge of my own songs apparently because the, uh, the ones I always think are going to connect with people the most are never the ones that do. And, and it's always, it's always the ones that I, you know, never thought would. And now that's kind of, that's a song I'll be playing forever now. It's, it's funny how that works. It's interesting you say that because, you know, I was wondering, you know, how many of these songs get test driven live before you went into the studio i mean did you have enough time to be able to do that with at least some of them only a few of them actually it, it the past few records i did i had almost you know i'd been playing them live for years so i think going into the studio it was the songs were already so hammered out because i'd played them so many times but with this record it was only three or four that i that i had played live which was which was really nice going into the studio with that because it, it was a lot more fresh and I was a lot more open to, you know, different arrangements because I, I didn't really know what these songs were yet. But because sometimes when you play them live for too long, you get an idea of what it's supposed to sound like. And that's not always the best for going into the studio. So, yeah, I've been looking forward to playing these songs live. I haven't had a chance yet other than online shows. And I'm realizing now that I'm doing these online shows that I've I've I barely played any of these songs live. Let's listen to that just now. This is Ken Yates with Evangeline from his new album, Quiet Talkers. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Evangeline Quiet dreamer of the movie screen Hit the town and we'll go cause a scene Evangeline and me Take your time You know things don't happen overnight Life is more than just a dollar sign Enjoy the ride Life can be a gold mine If you got a good mind Stay inside the right lines But don't keep it too clean Evangeline Well, look at you Cinderella with your missing shoes But you don't need no man to rescue you This ain't the movies So here we go Put on all your fancy party clothes Draw the curtains and we'll start the show The world ain't waiting Life can be a gold mine If you got a good mind Stay inside the right lines don't keep it too clean Evangeline 
if they say you can't fly You just ask them how high Stay inside the right lines But don't keep it too clean Evangeline Don't be afraid to cause a scene Evangeline That's Ken Yates with Evangeline from his new album, Quiet Talkers. Ken Yates is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. He was supposed to be out on tour across North America this spring. Unfortunately, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, he's at home in Toronto. And you had dates planned, right? You had this wonderful tour with Stu Larson set up, Ken? That's right. Yeah, we were supposed to do, I think it was close to 30 dates in the U.S. and Canada in May. You know, you mentioned earlier, you know, you've done an awful lot of touring over the last few years. Are you you're pretty comfortable with the the lifestyle? You know, because of the, the change we've gone through, you know, the, the great pause. I wonder how many people after this are going to say, I don't think I'm going to do that touring thing anymore. Are you looking forward to getting back out in the road again? Yeah, I mean, I am. I definitely am. It's it's just it's one side of of the coin, right? Is playing the music live for people, and the other side is is recording and putting out albums. But I have to say, so far, it's it's a bit of a relief because I'm my own agent still. I'm still booking my own shows, and that was always a big part of my day is is sending booking emails all day. And it's honestly a little bit of a relief not to have to think about that for now, and just be able to focus on on writing. I've never been able to to do that before. I've always had, you know, this nagging thing in the back of my brain, like send more booking emails. So I'm trying to enjoy that now before I start freaking out about booking shows in the future. And I think that's the tricky thing now is, is who knows when that's going to be. So it's hard to be, uh, it's hard to be proactive about that. Cause I don't, I don't know when we will be touring, but I'm sure eventually I will start to miss it a lot. But, you know, I've, I've been enjoying these live shows, the online shows, at least seeing people tuning in from all over the world and connecting with each other has, has been a really cool thing, actually. So so I'm trying to enjoy that while while that's happening, but I'm sure I will be itching to get out on the road soon. Do you feel like this situation has taught you anything about yourself that you perhaps didn't know before? I, you mentioned, I think, the fact that you're, you're you know, calling people up more than you were, you know, doing the, the video chats as well that, you know, maybe you realize you missed that connection, but anything else that you've uh, realized that, you know, might change the way that you, you know, work moving forward. I think that's the biggest thing is just, you know, you know, connecting with your friends, calling them every once in a while, just letting them know that you're thinking about them. I think, you know, when you're on the road all the time, you get to see people, which is a, a great benefit of, of being a touring musician is you get to see your friends from all over the world. And I think, you know, I would just rely on that being our relationship was, you know, I'll see you next time I'm in town. 
And, you know, when I was back at home, I was def I, 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 I would kind of stop that connection until I was back out on the road again. So I'm definitely realizing that, that, you know, call your friends, let them know, let them know you're thinking about them. People appreciate that. And because I know, I certainly know, I, I appreciate that too. And I have that connection from, from my friends. So I, I'm definitely trying to get better at that for sure. So hopefully when things settle down, you'll be getting on that phone and then getting out and starting to work out where you can uh, set up a tour again. I think so. Yeah. I'm, uh, has, I, I've, I've moved some shows to the fall, but I'm expecting to have to push those back again too. So Stu and I are hoping to do that North American tour in, uh, in 2021, but We'll see. That's on hold for now. It's all on hold. <laughs> we'll definitely keep our fingers crossed for that. If you want to learn more about Ken Yates music, go to his website, kenyates.com. Definitely, you know, Quiet Talkers is a great album. I would encourage you to definitely want to pick that up. If you love vinyl, it's a great vinyl album as well. So we're going to finish with one more song. I thought we'd finish with one of the most popular songs on the album, and that is Surviving is Easy, because that one really fits with COVID times, it's got the wonderful line in it. Surviving is easy, living is hard. And I think we're all kind of living in that phase, but tell us a little bit about why you wrote this song. I think that song was mostly related to my own music career, just, you know, uh, trying to survive, which is what I, I feel like I've been doing the past 10 years doing this as a living is you're just surviving, but you survive because you have to. And that's kind of the easy part is, is it's just what it has to be done. But the hard part is, is kind of taking a step back and, you know, appreciating the small milestones and being happy with, with the outcome. So that's how that song started, but then obviously took on a whole new meaning uh, once the pandemic started. And honestly, just the timing was just kind of lucky that that, that song was scheduled to be released in March when when uh, everything went on lockdown. We didn't get a chance to, to ask whether you'd been writing a lot. You know, one of the things, being home all the time, you, you know, yes, you're doing some online shows. Are you writing a lot as well? I mean, do you find the conditions are conducive to, to putting down a Quiet Talkers 2 or something maybe a, a little bit more expansive? I am. Yeah. It took me a while. It took me, I think three weeks before I started writing, I think because I felt so much pressure to write, I thought, Oh, I have all this time now. And you're seeing, you know, other musicians also doing so much creative work that you put all this pressure on yourself. So I was, it, it was, it was kind of hard the first few weeks, but then I've now settled into uh, a groove, a daily uh, routine. And uh, yeah, I've almost got enough songs for, for a new album. So I think uh, I'll have to look into doing a quarantine record, I think this year, but you know, I'm, I'm trying not to rush into that too much because quiet talkers just came out a few weeks ago. So I'm trying to, uh, to still live in that world before I start getting too ahead of myself. But the writing has definitely been, been, uh, been picking up speed the past few weeks. So yeah, it's, it's been good. That's good. I'm definitely looking forward to that quarantine album. I'm a big fan of actually, the music that's been written in isolation. So it'll be interesting to see what you come up with then. Been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. This is Ken Yates with Surviving is Easy. And remember, surviving is easy, living is hard, but we will get through this, won't we, Ken? We sure will.
<laughs> you take care and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Jan. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Surviving is easy Surviving